Welcome back to the Fire Triangle Podcast. In today's episode, we want to talk about female sexuality, female energy, and just kind of what we've all been through in through our society as well as the years prior and talk about how far we've come, but also at the same time, not far at all. Us as females, we are so powerful. We are so strong and we can do so many things that a man cannot. But for thousands of years, we have been used and sexualized. And it's just pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, I'm kind of tingling a little bit just thinking about it. Um, This is a tough one. And I want to first, like you said, for thousands of years, everything that has happened to women from the dawn of time being used as baby makers only being able to have sex at marriage. And if your hymen didn't break, then you could be executed. Just all of these things. Like we feel that when we're younger mm-hmm. and we're not taught or nurtured. And we're basically born at the hand of men and pleasing them. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk a little bit sort of about our experiences in the past and sexual energies and how it's formed to where we are today, at least you and me personally. Yeah, and I think... This hasn't been a topic of discussion for a long time. And I know a lot of women feel so strongly about this, but Mm -hmm. we've been silenced for so long. So we're just here to, you know, talk about uncomfortable Mm -hmm. things and break that norm and just stick together as women because women are going to be the ones to change the world. And I strongly believe that. Well, I'm going to preface with sort of like, I want to say I've been masturbating for like since I was six years old and it wasn't up until literally a couple months ago that I like masturbated for the first time with my own finger no porn no outer forces and I was silent the whole time I didn't feel into the energy and I can almost feel how powerful it is but I don't make noises I don't feel into myself like I'm starting to sort of make that switch and it's such a safe space to go into and it's such a powerful place to go into mm-hmm. through female pleasure. Like females are the only ones who have orgasms for pure pleasure. pleasure. Male and men have orgasms to procreate, to create babies, right? And when I was younger, I remember just always thinking about the guy. I never was pleased. I never had oral orgasms or anything literally until college which is sad like that's yeah like I I almost (laughs) didn't want it when I was younger because I didn't know enough Mm -hmm. I hadn't educated myself enough and I also felt like I didn't I didn't think I needed to want Mm -hmm. want it Mm -hmm. we had no idea you know like we had no idea I just kind of thought it was always for the guy yep am I wet enough? Am I like right. tight enough? Cause right. then they go back behind your back and they talk about right. it. Right. And, and you, you had said that you've been, you know, touching yourself since you were a little girl, me too. And so I honestly didn't even relate the two, like how I could make myself feel mm-hmm. since I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then when I started to have sex with guys and they didn't make me feel that way, I thought those two feelings were, com- I thought sex and having an orgasm were completely different because they were two different feelings. Mm-hmm. And we're sexualized in the way of like, 
if we have sex with more than one person, we're a whore. If we know how to do things, we're a whore. You like, have no to matter, dress a certain way or you're a whore or yep, a slut. You need to cover yourself up. When we were younger, the amount of dress code rules that were enforced on women because men couldn't control themselves. On my soccer team, we weren't allowed to do skins versus jerseys because we couldn't be in our sports bras because a coach had sexualized the girls. Like It's right. almost as if growing up, we're not safe. We're not taught desires and sexual safety and contraception and then it plays into our relationships with men i have like not a hate towards men but a long time of sort of sexual torture Mm -hmm. that i'm now having to go back and sort of unravel to feel safe with myself in sex to be loud to feel into the pleasure to feel safe and i'm so grateful for who i'm in a relationship with who's allowed me that i can say no in a relationship. I don't have to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Take your power back. Right. I've never said no to sex. Right. Ever. Like if mm-hmm. a guy wants it, I'm like, all right, I might as well just sit through this and get over it because it's easier to do that than to say no to him. Right. And having that. And it's like, why are we so scared to say no to them? Because we're scared to hurt their ego. Mm-hmm. Also, they've been, they're never really told no or don't really know how to take no for an answer. So they do they it don't. anyways. Yeah. They'll persist. And having that safe... Or you feel bad for not wanting sex in that moment. Exactly. And even in a relationship, like if they want it and you don't and you're like, well, I love them and, you know, we're in a relationship, so I might as well just like go through it. But then you're creating that space between you and your partner. You're separating that safe space with them to be free and to explore your sexuality. And it's just so crazy that it sort of took us this long to get here to get here i know and now that we're here and i i often think about just like how has the world run like this for so many years like Mm -hmm. it breaks my heart thinking back to the time when women were just baby makers Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean when we think about that we really haven't gotten far at all because there's still laws against women and trying to control us Mm -hmm. and what we do our ovaries yeah contraception like you want to put a law on me having a child but when that child comes into the world you don't even give a fuck about it no and even through schooling i remember taking sexual education for the first time in fifth grade they separate the guys the boys and the girls. And, the girls. Mm-hmm. and they don't even teach us about anything related to sex besides basically don't do it. And if you do, wear a condom. Because right. religion and schooling is still not separated. Because if there's a child in there whose parents don't want them being taught about sexuality, then none of us get to be taught about it. And mm-hmm. then our parents don't teach us because they don't want us having sex. So it's all facade. And then we go through high school having sexual experiences where we don't even realize the harm that we're doing we're to doing ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Like years and years and years of not having pleasure and not understanding our sexuality, people not being able to explore their sexuality, people feeling bad because they're maybe bisexual or gay or whatever right. it is. Nobody gets to explore that because the government and religion wants it to control us, like the rights to contraception and birth control and right just misusing all of that stuff is very insane right so we found an article and i want to sort of talk about this because it i feel like this specifically really shows up in relationships and i feel like people can relate to the sense of there's times where girls in relationships don't feel 
the urge or the want or the desire to have sex and mm-hmm. the guy does mm-hmm. and then the guy gets confused and he thinks you don't want me anymore and the girl is like it's more than just sex it's deeper than that and he's like well, what do you mean I don't get that so we want to talk about the two different types of desires so there's spontaneous and then there's responsive majority of men and males are spontaneous desire which means they can on a whim just think about sex and become horny horny. and because of this they may use it to relieve stress they may use it to have an emotional release that may be built up tension that they're feeling if they wake up horny if they wake up with a boner whatever and then there's responsive desire which is usually the desire that women have meaning we have to respond to sexual energy so you either need to touch me in a certain way maybe it's an act of service that turned me on and usually because of this the guy thinks his desire is stronger the guy thinks he's more horny and like I said before he thinks that you don't want him whereas women need to be emotionally aligned sexually aligned in that moment to one feel safe two to have an orgasm three to even be horny like if we're having emotional problems within a relationship i know for me personally i don't want to have sex absolutely not no we as women need a calm mind to even get to that point of arousal Mm -hmm. and even further like we need to be calm to to orgasm Mm mm-hmm Whereas men can just do it literally anywhere at any time. Yeah. And like we said before, you know, we're the ones that have orgasms for pleasure. Right. Men don't. And men also a lot of the times don't even know where the clitoris is because it's not taught. And females feel uncomfortable even talking about what pleases them. I mean, for years, like I never talked about sex or what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted. I never... Right. explored it i was always at the will right. of men when right they because wanted we were it. always silenced mm-hmm. we didn't even think we had our own voices or opinions mm-hmm. when it came to sex because it had always been this way um and we're trying to you know get past the past traumas that all of our ancestors had dealt with right we still feel that's still subconsciously and unconsciously in us mm-hmm. that's something that we don't talk about as well Even in high school, like, there was this guy that I was hooking up with for years, and I was sort of at his will whenever he wanted it, however he wanted it. I had no control, really, and I just sort of let him. I didn't have to let him, I guess. Like, I definitely could have been stronger in those moments, but I was... I wanted to please this guy. I wanted him to like me. I wanted to be good enough for him, and to me, that meant doing that. Right. And it's not. It's not. And then I didn't realize until I was in a relationship how messed up that was and feeling safe. But then even that, then I learned, oh, wow, well, we're having problems. And I'm not emotionally available or feel understood or seen. I don't want to do this. To be I don't want to have sex having with you. Sex. I don't want to. Yeah. And the science on all of this is so new. So. So new. Recent. And everybody kind of just goes through life thinking, well, what's. I have a problem, you have a problem, we can't figure out this problem because nobody teaches us, nobody knows, we have to learn it on our own, we have to feel bad for having sex, we have to avoid like getting pregnant, which again is something that I feel like is a fear in women when we're having sex that we don't even acknowledge. Definitely. Like that's a whole whole other other episode, 
but just to sort of help you guys understand yourselves a little bit, to explore it, to talk freely with your partner, whether they're uh-huh. spontaneous or responsive or even showing your love languages, whether you're acts of service or words of affirmation, understanding each other, mm-hmm. at least in relationships or even if you're not in a relationship, just understanding what you want, being able to explore freely mm-hmm. in a safe space even if you're not dating that person right or if you are dating that person and you want to explore like everything it's infinite the options should be infinite and you should feel comfortable in exploring this talking about this masturbating with yourself getting loud with yourself feeling into that connecting with yourself Mm -hmm. because you know like it is a part of us Mm -hmm. and like I said we have been silenced for so long but like Mm -hmm. to feel all of the things and to rediscover all of the parts of you Mm -hmm. that we have because then when you discover what you are comfortable with and what you want then you can go into that either situation or relationship or just time with that other person comfortable to be like this is what I want you know take control Mm -hmm. because for far too long it's been all about what the guys want and I'm so so sick of it and nurturing them because at the end of the day women are nurturers it's in our blood I mean we create and grow babies inside of us that we are then a vessel for souls to enter into yes. that body yes. we like all imagine have a nurturing at, like we all have a nurturing side to us whether we realize it or not it's literally ingrained in who we mm-hmm. are and where we've came where we've come from yep and i think for for too long we held on to that and mm-hmm. we nurtured guys in every way that we can and i think we're doing that now with the guys that we have in our life but in a completely different way mm-hmm. We're not nurturing them like we're their mother. No. We're opening their minds to new things and new possibilities and showing them that going inward is going to help you build better relationships in the future and strengthen the ones that you have. Exactly. Almost because we were forced to nurture them from a young age. You know, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just boys being boys or don't do this to turn them on or, you know, again, like the dress code at school or even just having sex and hearing guys hearing the way that guys talked about it having guy friends right I knew that yeah and so then going into it I was doing things in sex that I never even was comfortable doing to please them it's okay that I personally like yes sometimes I like it rough whatever we're going super into detail here but I am such a sensual loving person that that's the safe space I want and I was doing things for guys in sex that I would never do just because I wanted to be talked about in a good way. Right. And, you know, nurturing them in relationships and Mm -hmm. even nurturing my father. Like my, I was an attractive girl growing up. So my father would be like, don't wear short shorts. Don't dress provocatively. But I could walk outside in a sweatshirt and sweatpants and get honked at. Yeah. And still be sexualized. It didn't matter what I did. Why are we being cautious of what we do it? what we wear and how we act as individuals just so they don't react. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm so sick of it. And we're all sexual beings. That's what we are. Yes. That's what we were not exactly solely put on this earth to do, but it's what we are. It's a part of it. It's a part of all of us. It's not to just make babies because otherwise we wouldn't have clitoral orgasms. Right. We're supposed to enjoy it, but it's just been taken to a whole new level for so many years. Mm -hmm. And women aren't, praised were not treated respectfully like you being able to experience women should be 
and otherworldly. It should it, it should be such an honor. And both ways. Like yeah. you should be honoring your partner in that right. situation as well. Both people should be feeling honored in yeah. that situation and sacred and pleasured. And men have just not done that for us for such a long time. No, not at all. And I mean, this goes into just like the lack of knowledge, lack of education that we've all experienced. And I want to say a little quote that we found in an article. The article is called, It's Not Us, It's History, Women's Sexuality Through the Years by Chloe Laws. And it states that in 1905, Freud argued that clitoral orgasms were an example of women's sexual, sexual immaturity. In 1953, 50 years later, Alfred Kinsey discovered that the clit was the primary source of orgasms in females. In 1998, Dr. Helen O'Connell revealed with an MRI the structure of the clitoris. A man went to the moon and the internet was invented before we even knew the structure of the clitoris. Wow. Wow. All of our female listeners, let that sink in. Yeah, talk about (laughs) lack of knowledge, lack of research, lack of education. Like when you look back on women's history, it's like, damn, we really haven't gotten that far because no one was even allowed to do that research. No. Women weren't even able to, to work or be doctors for us to get in that field and to discover these things. And it, it breaks my heart thinking about it. I read, I've already read that quote and hearing it again. It's just like the, oh, how, how have we made such advances while just completely ignoring female anatomy and pleasure? And even the way in that same article, we read something about the UK government wanting to reduce the number of STIs and women Mm -hmm. were forced to be tested and to stay in these quote unquote, like lockdown hospitals Mm -hmm. until they were cured. Meanwhile, whatever STI they had and the men did not have to take tests. They didn't have to go to the hospitals. It was literally blamed on the the women, women, even though some STIs even come from men having sex with animals that have that infection. Mm -hmm. Like, how does that make sense? Right. And in the same article, didn't you read something like up until a certain point in the UK, it was, it was legal to rape your wife because Mm -hmm. you consented to marriage. Mm -hmm. And And I guess that meant consenting to sex forever with that person. And that's not what that means. No. And that even goes back to what I said earlier about being in a relationship and just having the power to say no. If you're not in the mood or the right emotional headspace, you can say no, even though you love this person, even yeah. though you're committing yourself to this person and he's your partner, you're allowed to say no. Right. Like we uh, as women, we are so strong and I'm so ready for us to come together and use our voices Mm -hmm. stick up for yourself say no who gives an f if you're hurting their ego but i'm so sick of just being sexualized and just being viewed as lesser than men because in my mind like like i said women are gonna change the world but isn't it crazy being fully sexualized whilst at the same time you're being taught that sex should only be used after marriage to make babies Right. That's why it's so 
confusing. It's like, do you want me to be a slut or do you want me to be a baby maker? Which right. one do you want? Right. They're so contradicting. And I'm glad things are now being talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, more studies and research is coming out, but also just more of people's experiences. Like, and trying to separate state from religion. Yeah. And the laws that we... And that just means parents don't trust their children. Like, if you don't think your child can learn about sex and not follow your religious rules or practices, that's not on you. Right. It's your child's decision to do whatever they want. (laughs) And even, you know, like trans books, books being banned in schools that don't have the word gay or trans in it because parents think that if their children learn about it, it's going to force them to be it. Right. Like, how does that... Right. I was actually talking about this with a coworker last night because he was talking about it with a, with a guest. But I understand where he was coming from and he was kind of arguing that they shouldn't be in schools. And I said, I understand that, but, like, you're straight. I'm straight. I knew since I was five years old that I, was, that I liked guys. Mm-hmm. Chances are someone who is bisexual or who is homosexual... Feels that too. Mm-hmm. At a young age, you know who you're attracted to. Yeah. Um, and for so many years, people who were not heterosexual had to hide it. Mm-hmm. And or they don't be- even know. They don't even know. And they yeah. don't even know why they're different it's or why suppressed. they don't. Right. It's all suppressed. And so just by being accepting and allowing books to be in the schools, like, yes, your, chi- your child is going to go after whatever they feel who cares? it's them and who cares if, if i come home and say mommy i'm bisexual and then the next day i'm like actually oh wait I'm, i don't think i am i'm straight who cares right it does not matter and without exploring and why does it, it affect you it doesn't and without being able to explore it we all feel trapped so lost trapped. confined we controlled. feel dirty we feel gross we feel controlled we feel but people don't Maybe they don't realize it or they don't admit the pain and suffering that comes from that. It's just as, and like we said, especially for women, I can't even explain how crazy it is to me that even when I'm trying by myself to pleasure myself, that I feel the need to be quiet and not fully feel into it. And this right. episode's and super TMI, can, but <laughs> something you can work on. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Like just feeling into your voice, having mm-hmm. a voice and ex- ex- expressing that. Yeah. And not only in my relationship, and I mean, I would say my relationship that I'm in now has really helped me with that. He's given yeah. me such a safe space to express and he's honestly healing all of my past sexual traumas yeah. from guys. Like the amount of times at a bar on a weekend um, at ECU every night at least two to three times a guy would just walk by me and grab my ass or grab me from behind to dance or grab me in a way that I didn't like on the side of the fucking road and I just went through my night like nothing happened because that's just the norm and who am I going to go to when that happens what am I going to say he's already gone he walked by me he did what he wanted to do right and I've allowed that to happen literally my whole life and so in a way my current partner's healing those traumas by nurturing me and allowing me to feel safe mm-hmm. and sexually express right. myself. I mean, your current boyfriend is healing you and, and our friend, friend group in so many <laughs> more ways. And I mean, that'll be a whole episode in itself. I love being so close to you guys and getting to just like experience it with you guys and mm-hmm. see how he just allows you to be mm-hmm. you fully. Mm-hmm. 
it's so it's so nice to watch and respects me and respects you completely yeah and he even understands sometimes when i'm just sort of going on a male tangent when i'm like ugh, they all just suck i don't actually mean mean you Mm -hmm. i don't mean the guys we have in our life we're just talking generalized Mm -hmm. generalizing like the male population and i think guys just genuinely go through their day not realizing like if a girl is out at night and she sees another guy. She calls somebody to, or pretends she's on the phone with somebody because she doesn't feel safe. So, she, so that she can be safe, Or right. if we feel like someone's watching us, following us, or right. wanting to dance with us, or looking at right. us like we we're actually, a piece of meat. We actually had an experience when we went to Enzo a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we had met... There were a couple instances that night with guys. But we had met these three group of guys. And uh, this guy... Yeah. Okay, I'm explaining this bad. Whatever, we liked their vibe. We were hanging out with them, and one of us told them that it was his first time, like, at a show like this. Mm-hmm. And we're, he was just like, like, what do I do? Whatever. So we were just kind of explaining to him, and I remember there was a good drop, and I turned to him, and I was like, rule number one, you can dance and dress however you want in these places. That's, like, my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. He took that and came and tried to dance on me. Oh, my God. God. And we were no. we talked about it after. We were like, "Are you kidding? This is just, this is supposed to be a safe space for you as an individual to express yourself however you want and you took that as me and coming to dance with me." So, Enzo is an uh, EDM DJ, electronic dance music for those of you that are listening that don't know. Um and at EDM shows, I don't think I've ever been hit on or asked to dance with somebody. No, ever. that's the thing. These are safe spaces. Except for, oh, you know, the few stragglers. He took it as an invite. And a few <sighs> stragglers coming in and seeing how they can get the girls, you know? And it's just, I'm sure so many women listening to this, you all have a million stories mm-hmm. of just how you've been sexualized or mm-hmm. used. And it's just sad. I got in an argument with one of my best guy friends at the time in college. He said, you know, when girls come to the bars, dressed in close to nothing how do they expect us to react they're definitely dressing like that for a reaction it's like and it's like no i'm actually taking my power back and i'm dressing dressing completely naked and for me and for me and you can't touch me this is not an invite i could walk outside naked and i still don't want you to touch me you can look like whatever that's honestly fine i don't even care but why do you think it's about you right you're so narcissistic yeah it's actually insane that you think everything girls are doing is to get some type of reaction out of you and maybe that is what some of them are doing i'm not right denying that right but it's not every woman no but it's also a lot of guys feel this way because look at the history Mm -hmm. between guys and women Mm -hmm. it's just so different and we've been used and sexualized for so long that that current guys still feel that way. Right. And I get that that's a hard space in the sense of guys are usually the ones to make the first move. So it's sort of hard to gauge, you know, what girls want you to approach them and what girls are approachable. And that's fine. Like once you make the approach, but if it gets denied, don't re-persist. Right. Don't force me into anything. Take the hint, take the response and move on. But even if you deny them, it's like, oh, you're ugly. I didn't even want you anyways. Or if you make them hurt their ego. ego. Yeah, yeah, you hurt their ego and then they react in a certain way and then women think, all right, well, I'm just going to say yes next time. Like the amount of times I've given guys my numbers because they haven't left me alone. Right. And I haven't felt safe. 
Right. In college, I used to do this all the time where I would flirt with a guy all night, get free drinks, get them to buy me food, take me back to their place, smoke me up, and then I'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go. And they'd be shocked. Yeah, shocked. Shocked. Shocked that you weren't going to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. Like I signed a... Fucking contract. Contract at the beginning of the night. Oh, if you do all these things for me, I'm going to sleep, gonna with, sleep you. with you. Yeah. Right. And in a way, uh, that was kind of me taking back my power. And guys may be like, well, then you used me. I don't think so. You didn't say we if I... You didn't say if you did these things for me, now you need to have sex with me. That was never talked about. You wanted to give me drinks and buy me food. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that's... I never... Like, where was this written that if you do all these things, women are going to sleep with you? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of their mindset. And I've always felt so taken advantage of by men that, like... And I've been so focused on body count my whole life that I've kept it so low just because I didn't want people talking about me because in high school I was known as like the school slut. Literally, my guy friends would tell me this because I was outgoing and went to parties with guys and hung out with big groups of guys. Literally, a rumor ran around that I got gang banged by these guys, a group of my guy friends that went to a different school. friends with guys. Mm -hmm. And now for my whole life, even literally to this day, I'm in a relationship now, but... I've been so cautious of keeping my body count low just because I didn't want to be talked about, but I was still talked about in that way, so it didn't even matter. Right. My body count had nothing to to do with it. Yeah, you're going to be talked about no matter what. We all are. And so, yeah, I just hope for our guys that are listening, you have your perspective, right? You have your story, and we all acknowledge that, and we know that, right? And And I would like to understand Mm-hmm. their side a little bit better but what I think hasn't been understood for so long is our side absolutely and I absolutely. urge you to attempt to put yourself in our shoes for a day and sort of just think about how women feel on a on a daily basis going into the office in going a room into of the, men yeah going anywhere going anywhere going anywhere where a woman is encountering a male just be so cautious of how you treat them, mm-hmm. what you say, mm-hmm. and nurture us. Like, mm-hmm. we are what creates the world. Yes, we can't do it without men, sure. That's fine, whatever. I feel like we could probably genetically make sperm, but like, that's just me. And <laughs> just understand that we can all live harmoniously, mm-hmm. sexually, mm-hmm. intertwined, like, right. respectfully. Right. And second guess what you're gonna say how you're gonna act how you approach that woman at the bar how you think touch before women. you speak think before, think before you do something like i'm not your doll that you right. can just toss around and touch and do stare at and do whatever you want with right it's not what we are Mm-mm. we are sexual beings but in a respectable <laughs> respectable <laughs> way respectable way and i'll better recognize but we still love all of you and yeah, I mean, we have so many so many close guys in our life, mm-hmm. and it'll always be that way. We always mm-hmm. have. I know we've talked about this. Like, I was always friends with the guys growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I freaking love, I love boys. Yeah. But, like, these conversations need to be ha- happening One. so that we can prevent things from happening for future generations. And so we can right. change the norm. Right. So we can take our power back. Right. And the guys in our group that we're all friends with are respectful. Absolutely. When we do try to explain to them how we feel, they do try to understand. They'll mm-hmm. never fully understand the same way we'll never fully understand but being sit a there male. And listen to us. But they'll sit there and they'll listen. And even some of the things that I've brought up, like for example, about 
my ass being grabbed almost every single night at the bar, one of our guy friends was like, what? Mm -hmm. I had no idea because he never did that. So they never even realize the majority of how most men act. Right, because they're not in that. Because they didn't do it. They didn't do that to other females. So Mm -hmm. they're not fully understanding like how often it really does happen Mm -hmm. and how scared we feel sometimes and how taken advantage of we feel sometimes and so it's just about continuously having these talks to help men communication baby understand a little bit more Mm -hmm. what it's like to be us instead of just saying well if you dress that way well what'd you expect like no it is so much deeper than it's that. It's so much deeper than that. You have no idea why that woman's dressing that way. And also, how come it's okay for, let's say, because I'm quote unquote attractive, I'm not allowed to dress a certain way. But somebody who is quote unquote, quote unquote unattractive or whatever can, it's fine. Right. Like everyone should be safe to freely express, express themselves. themselves. Everyone is beautiful. Everyone is attractive. Everyone's right. beautiful in their own way. Everyone should be able to dress however they want sexualize themselves however they want because I am hot I am sexy and I should be able to do whatever I want dress the way I can because my body's never going to look as good as it does today it's forever aging right and I but we're not doing it, it we're not yeah I don't show myself on social media for guys I do it for me you know what I mean right like none of this none of the way we act is for men mm-hmm. or for other people in general mm-hmm Do things for yourself. Yeah. And I urge myself to hold me accountable, but I urge you all to sort of explore. Look back on your past experiences and how they've shaped you to how you feel in sex today. Mm Because I never truly, truly understood Mm -hmm. until I was in a safe space how hurt I had been prior. Because you just think at the time it's the norm, it's okay. Right. It's just what it is. It's not okay. You just lack knowledge on it. Yeah, you lack the knowledge. We are more knowledgeable. It's like our, t- our time to reflect mm-hmm. and to explore. Mm-hmm. And if you and want to explore by having sex with whoever, whenever, however many times, it doesn't, body count doesn't matter. Right. What you do doesn't matter. Just make sure you're preserving your safety and your energy, your energy in these experiences and having the conversations of consensual mm-hmm. sex, making sure it's consensual and safe and talking about your pleasures, what pleases you, because what pleases you might not please somebody else. It's not every person is the same. It's not going to float every boat. Right. (laughs) Float every boat. It's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's all I have to say on this. Yeah, you killed it. Specific topic. (laughs) There's so many different directions we could take this, but I like like where we went today. Mm Mm-hmm. I really you know, hope just it open the gates to conversations exactly. and that can be in any part of your life. You know, today we really talked about women's sexuality, but again, just reminding you to have conversations with people around you, with the other sex, with the same sex, just open communication because especially being women, we just suffer in silence all next to each other. Right. We- it's like we're all <laughs> suffering at the same time, let's communicate let's because talk about it, yeah. I bet you someone else is feeling the way I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So let's just, you know, again, breaking those norms and stigmas and just allowing conversation as well as acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, be an ear to listen for someone and accepting all that we have to offer and all of our differences. Yeah. And never blame 
yourself in those instances. I know as women, we like to, again, suffer in silence at the expense of someone else. And in all of my experiences with men, I know I've always sort of blamed myself, how I dressed, how I acted, whatever I did in that situation to make the guy do that to me. It's not your fault. Never. It's not. No. And it may not even be fully the guy's fault. Again, like how they're raised, how they're taught, everything they're presented. No wonder they have no idea how to control themselves. Right. It's also up to us to be vocal and to tell them these things. And hopefully maybe they will change. Right. Because if we're not vocal about this stuff, they're never going to know. They're never going to know. And then they're never going to have the opportunity to change for the better. Right. So once again, we're just opening that door to conversation. So I feel like that's it for today. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. We love you all. Keep the conversations going. Keep them going. Explore Start them. yourself. Keep them flowing. <laughs> Make noises. <laughs> Be vocal. Be vocal. <laughs> and protect your energy. Yes. Ciao. Bye.